0: Welcome back to In The Dusk, to today's topic, we are going to be talking about the Trailblazers, uh, my hometown team, and what they are doing as of recently. So as of the trade deadline, they made a couple trades. They traded away Norman Powell and Robert Covington. They traded them to the Los Angeles Clippers. They received some picks: Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson. No one, no big names. And then they traded their big name and CJ McCollum. And Portland fans were not happy to see him going. Except there's a, there's a few that were. And they received. They got back Josh Hart. That was the big name they got back. So what are what are they doing? So. They were on a six-game losing streak, and then now they're on a four-game winning streak. And it's not like they're like they're beating a bad team. I mean, they beat the Lakers, who are—I mean, they still have LeBron James on their team. They beat the Knicks, who are starting to resurge and play better. So, I mean, you could say both those teams are bad, but then they beat the Bucks and the Grizzlies. The Bucks, Yeah, they didn't have Giannis. That's... They're still a better team, though. Even without Giannis. So... There's that. And then they beat the Grizzlies. Who are fully healthy. So, how did this team, who's trying to, like... Oh, trying to tank and wait for Dame to get back so he... And so he can lead this team of fresh new players. How are they winning games? So... The first stat that popped out to me when I was see- looking is not a single player, active player on their roster, besides Yusuf Nurkic, has led the team in rebounds. So they have basically one rebounder right now. They have, and he's averaging, a good about He's Averaging basically twelve, and so I mean that's. It's not like it's great. Those those are great numbers. He's averaging twelve over his last ten games. So it's not not the, not the season, but he's been he's been he's been reliable. He's been reliable enough to grab a good amount of rebounds, but I don't they don't have the second person to grab rebounds. But it doesn't matter because they're still winning games because they're out rebounding their opponent. But how are they winning games? So their top three players, it, in my opinion at the moment are. Um, Josh Hart, who they just traded for, you could, Yusuf Nurkic, who I was just talking about, and Anthony Simons. So those are the top three players that are playing. Of course, Dame is probably the best player on this, on this team still, and that's undisputable, but he's not playing. So Simons' last, last ten games, he's averaged 22.5, 4.8 assists, and he shot just under 40% from three. So, I mean, it's, those are pretty good numbers. Those are basically all star numbers, but bad team, and it's only the last ten games, not postseason. Nurkic, he's averaged sixteen and twelve. Six and three assists, so he's he's dishing a bit, but his his surprise, he's shooting fifty percent from the field, but he's shooting fifty four percent from three. Which is really good for a big man. These are from his last ten, so it's not all season, but he's been he's been very efficient his last ten games, and then there's Josh Hart. So it's three games with the, for through his three games with the Blazers, he's averaged twenty four, five rebounds and four assists, and he's shooting a, he's shooting very very efficient on a nice just under sixty percent from the field and fifty two percent from three. So that is a. Both a good sign and a bad sign. because the blazers at the moment the blazers are a nine ten, nine 10 seed in the West, just behind the Lakers. So what are they trying to do? Are they trying to make a play in? make make the playoffs? Have Dame just carry and try to get lucky? Because when you look at this team, this team is not good on paper they have no one basically so why so what are they doing are they are they trying to get are they trying to get a pick a high pick try to get a draft pick and then see if they can try to rebuild because that's what they that's what it looked like they were going for but now they're winning so in the most recent game against Memphis they shot over Fifty percent from the field, they shot, and then they shot forty percent from three. And they were they were twelve point underdogs. and They still won the game. Twelve point underdogs, and it's it's not just not just those three players. It's their whole starting lineup was in double digits, except except for the exception of C.J. Elby, who shot over six from the field and had one point off a of free throw. But that's, that's pretty good when your whole starting line is double digits, basically, besides one player. And then their top players were Yusuf Nurkic with 32 and 8, Simons with 31 and 6, and Josh Hart with 22, 6 and 7, was a plus 19 on a night, the best for the Blazers. So there's that. And then they also played good defense. Yes, Jaw had his 44 around or whatever he had. Yes, Desmond Bain had his 32. But that was basically it. There's only one other player besides those two that got double digits. And that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good feat. So when you look at their game before that, when they played Milwaukee, there was like six, seven players that got double digits in that. And let's so let's look at let's look at that. So they shot 45% from the field. They shot 42% from three and they were 11-point underdogs. They took the lead midway through the second, and they just led the rest of the game. So, you can see how... I mean, yes, yes, Giannis wasn't playing, but they still were able to play a good ballgame from second quarter on. And to add to that, every starter this time got double digits, and then Winslow and Nurk, who both started, both got double doubles. So, there's that. Uh, Josh Hart, the second game, had 27, 7 and 5. Simons had 31 and 6, and he didn't shoot a single free throw. So, he had 31 with no free throws, which is pretty good. So, let's look at their next game up. Their next game on paper on the surface looks like it'll be hard. It'll be against the Golden State Warriors who is the second best team in the West right now. But if you look deeper into it, they have lost 4 to 5 and their only win was against the Lakers and they probably should not have won that game. LeBron missed some free throws down the stretch. And the Lakers kinda choked. They should not have lost that game. But it's in the past. It was it was a bad performance by LeBron in the fourth. But the same about him. This this is about the Warriors. This is about their last game they just lost by one to Denver and it was by a game winner by Monte Morris. Props to him. That was a great play. Kick out, buzzer beater, no time left on the clock, hits the three, that's game. So, I mean, they've been, Warriors. been in some close games, but they still are on a pretty bad losing streak, especially because before that they weren't losing at all. So, they look weird right now. They're in a weird situation where Draymond, who basically is their team leader, is not playing. Iguodala is not playing. Has been playing, and Clay's back. But people were saying Clay and James Wiseman are coming back at the same time. And now Wiseman still isn't even back on, in the G League. Or not the G League. Or not playing for them. He's not playing for the their G League team, which he stated that he's probably most likely going to play there before it gets pulled up. So this, this I think this game will be really. Like, say a lot about what is going to happen because I don't think they should continue winning. Because Dame will be reevaluated in a little bit to see when he's coming back from his surgery. This year, Little, who was starting, he was just starting to play well for them, went down with an injury a while back, so that was not good. But It'll, we'll see. It's it's after it's the first game back from All Star break. It's in Portland, and it'll it'll be an interesting game. So, um, I I I'd like to see what happens during that game because Steph won't get any rest. Draymond has been out, and I don't think there—he's coming back immediately. So, all the, this whole Blazer team will be getting rested up. So I want to see: Will they win this game? And then you look—you look at that game, and then you look at their future. They're 25 and 34 at the moment. They play the Warriors, and then they play the Nuggets, also in Portland, to end their February and that's those are two difficult games and then right after that they play the suns they play phoenix who is the best team in the league at the moment this schedule that they have is it's interesting because they start they end february and start march with some hard games they play the jazz they play the hawks they play the Nets. Who knew, who knows where they're going? But then they then they end March. They play the Pistons. They play the Spurs. They play the Rockets. They play the Rockets a couple times. They play the Thunder, the Pelicans. They and then enter, enter in entering April. They play they play the Spurs twice. The Thunder, Pelicans again, and they play the Mavericks and the Jazz to end it off. So where where are they going to go? Are they going to continue winning games? Are they going to start trying to lose and see what that brings them? Because looking at the standings, yeah, they do sit. They sit at the ten seed. They're are two and a half games outside so, out of the nine, so and then there are one and a half games still in. So they're barely on the brink of making the play-in. And This is all without Dame. So, if Dame comes back and he starts playing like like his former self, making every shot, because we if if you watched a Blazer game, Dame really hasn't played like himself this year. He's been very. He started off the year. He was shooting horrible. Everyone makes fun of Westbrook. He. Sh- Westbrook was a be- started the season a better three point shooter than Dame. So. There's that. But he went down with his injury, finally got the surgery, and now hopefully he'll be back. Maybe maybe he won't be back this year, hopefully he will. And this Blazers team is just really in a weird position. Because they, they were trading away all their assets. So they have a, basically a full new team. When you look at them. When you look at who they traded away. They traded away basically every player that was on that team. Because that's what Dame wanted. They thought the best thing for Dame was to start with a whole new roster, whole new team. So names they kept, they kept Caljan Blevins, who gets no minutes. Greg Brown, who gets no minutes. They kept C.J. Allaby, who is starting now, who is in his second year out of Washington State. Not a good player. Shouldn't He's barely making the team, but... He he's he's parent he's pretty good defender. They kept Nasir Little, but he's out with injury. They kept Mclemore and Yusuf Nurkic, but this is Ben Mclemore's first year there. Nurkic has been here a while, so they kept those two. They kept Simons, kept Dennis Smith Jr. So they they kept some players, and then they just released Cody Zeller. It looks like so. That was a couple weeks ago. That was a week week plus ago. So, and they got Eric Bledsoe. They got Josh Hart, Elijah Hughes. They got Joe Ingles, who is playing. He won't be playing for us season. More of a, yeah. See what happens with him. Um, they got Keon Johnson, who was a he was he was an interesting rookie for the Clippers. He wasn't playing much, and he's now injured. He'll be out for a bit. And that's about it. I got Justice Winslow. So, they, when you look at this team, there are a lot of smaller players. Their tallest player is Nurk, at 6'11", so they have no 7-footers. And then after that, it's like, their tallest player is Joe Ingles. And if, any, if you know anything about basketball, Joe Ingles is not a big. He's a shooting guard. So when you have a shooting guard as your second tallest player, there's another issue. So you can't trade for anything, anyone. Trade deadline's over. But what is that? So their last game, they started just Swinslow at the 4. Justice Winslow's four, power four, but he's 6'6". Six, six. So I started 6'11", Nurkic. 6'6", Winslow. 6'6", C.J. six 6'5", Josh Hart. And 6'3", Anthony Simons. They don't play big. So, compare them to the team that I talked about in the first episode, in the Cavs. They're completely opposites. Cavs start three seven-footers. This team doesn't. This team's second big, second tallest player is six six. So, then what do you do? What do you do then when you play? Let's say there's two games ago when they play Milwaukee. Let's say Giannis plays. How do you guard Giannis? Is Nurkic trying to guard him because he's a center? So wouldn't he guard a center? in Bobby Portis, or would they switch him because? Let's just, I don't. I don't think Justice Winslow could do anything against Giannis. I think Giannis would go for fifty with these. So what do you do against that? And then what do you do against other teams like that, like the Cavs? I was saying they have they run three bigs. You're, you can't stop that. They just play in the paint. They they're gonna score whenever they want. If they played small. Yes, there was the Rockets back in the bubble that experimented with playing 69 PJ Tucker at 69 not even 6967 PJ Tucker at the four or the five. That's going to be that's going to be hard. And then if you look up let's look at let's look at a team that probably no one's thinking of, Washington. Let's look at the Wizards. They just traded Spencer Dinwiddie and for, who was, who was it? It was Chris Epps for So now they have Chris Epps for and Kyle Kuzma at their, probably at their five and the four. But not even. But then you think about it. Well, Kuzma will play the three, probably. This is my opinion. Kuzma will play the three. Chris Epps for at the four. Daniel Gafford at the five. Because Gafford has come off as a great rim protector and a great interior defender, which is really good for that team. So. What do you do against then? Chris Justing is a seven foot three playing the four. That is a nine inch difference between the Blazers' second tallest defender. And you can't switch Justice Winslow and Daniel Gafford because Daniel Gafford is strong. He's big, he will easily muscle him in and boom, free buckets. So you got to keep Murkic on Gafford. So that's what—that's something Chauncey Billups is gonna to have to look at and see. What is he gonna do in the future? Because he, yes, he's a first-year coach. So it'll be interesting for him. See what he does. But they're just—you just look at all the teams, and they can just play two bigs and just win. So that's why I'm very surprised how they've been winning these last recent couple games. That these last couple games before the All-Star break. I don't, I don't think there's much more to talk about this team. They're very they're very a mystery. They're just so they don't you don't know what this team's going to do. they're gonna win, they're gonna lose. what are they gonna do? because I don't think they're good enough to win. I don't think they're good enough to make a run in the playoffs. I think if they make a the play in game even with Dame, they most likely will lose the first game even if they win it, I don't think they'll make it out of the first round. So there's, there's my limit. That's my limit. That's my prediction. They might make a play-in game. They might win, but they're not making it out of the first round. So that's about it. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time.